we're kind of in, in limbo at the minute between kind of um, different things. Easter's around the corner. Um, we, I'm, I've got a few ideas for series of what we're going to do um, uh, after Easter. Um, so today's a bit of a limbo week. So I thought I'd, I'd look at a topic um, which is really... Um, Sounds quite heavy in some ways, depending on your experience of it. Um, but I want today to talk about um, the word repentance. Uh, I don't know what your kind of experience of that word has been, what kind of how that word's been used in, in your life. Um, but I want to kind of investigate that a little bit today. Um, and I'm going to start by reading a passage in the Bible because the, the word repentance and the concept of repenting um, features throughout the Bible. Um, it's mentioned through, through different things. And one verse that talks about it is Acts 2, uh, verses 30, uh, verse 38. And in the NIV, it says this, it's Peter um, talking to someone. And he says this, Repent and be baptised, every one of you, in the name of Jesus, for the forgiveness of your sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And when you do a search for the word repent or repentance in the Bible... There are so many different kind of references that pop up that it's often talked about as a term that needs to be considered by people. And you may know about it because when you make a decision to become a Christian, obviously um, people will talk about, oh, well, the, the process of becoming a Christian and committing to God is this process of repentance uh, and, uh, and asking for forgiveness, all of these kind of things. Um, and I'll be honest with you, I've always found that term to feel quite heavy. This idea of, of repentance and saying sorry, this, this need to um, apologise and be forgiven. I've, I've found the concept and the term quite heavy. And for me, I suppose growing up in the, in the church and, and living kind of within a Christian community for most of my life, well all of my life, um, this term repentance has felt wrapped up in that need to always be right with God. That if we think about as humans, our role in life is to, if, we, if we're going to kind of follow God, the idea is that we're trying to pursue him and, and know him more and all this kind of stuff. But in a lot of senses, and maybe more intense in some upbringings than, other, than others, um, there was this sense of you need to make sure you're right with God, that everything is right and that you and him are good. Um, and for me, repentance became very much about that need to say sorry, to make sure that for me as an individual that I've done enough to keep God happy. And different kind of Christian traditions will have a different emphasis on this. But I even feel through my teenage years and my adult life, I feel like this need to make sure I'm, I'm operating in a way that keeps God happy was something that was quite major in my life, um, something that I needed to make sure I did. And if you've grown up in church or you've been around it for a while, you'll be familiar with those altar call moments at the end of a talk where a preacher will, um, will give an appeal or an altar call, get people to come to the front because you need to uh, respond to whatever's being said. And often there would be an, an element and a thread of opportunity for repentance in that moment, that there would be this opportunity for you to uh, assess or be challenged about who you are and what you're doing and stop and um, repent in that moment. Um, and I suppose when I look back at my, uh, my kind of life, 
especially as a teenager, massively as a teenager, but equally as an adult, um, not to the same intensity. I remember on multiple occasions during those appeal moments where someone would kind of um, um, just give a challenge or give a kind of message that, that asked for a response from people. In those kind of moments, I'd often have this slight sense of panic where I'd, I'd, I'd assess what they were saying and go, oh, wait a minute, um, have I done enough to make it? Is the way I'm operating, is who I am, is it enough to make it to be accepted by God? Will I get in? <laughs> if, there was, if there was a train coming to take everyone away, would I be allowed on the train? Um, or it might, it might not be just, um, have I done enough? Sometimes it might be that I would worry that I may have inadvertently done something that would count me out. That maybe my attitude or maybe my behaviour or maybe my um, standpoint on something was wrong. And that might kind of um, mean I, I can't be in. I can't be counted in. I'm counted out because without realising I'd done something wrong. And I'd have this mild sense of panic in these moments when there's this holy moment where there's a keyboard player holding a nice padded chord so the emotion is, is ripe in the room. Um, in those moments, I'd often kind of quickly self-reflect and have this mild panic and go, I, I, have I done enough? Have I done enough to make it? Um, and the end result would always be me saying that sinner's prayer just to make sure that I would repeat it because like just 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 in case I'll say it again so that God definitely knows that I'm that I'm sorry if I've done something wrong I'm sorry (laughs) which is a, a strange concept when you step away from it but if you've grown up in church or grown up in those kind of environments maybe that's not an alien concept for you that you would wonder about that and feel that. And for me, it felt pretty heavy, if I'm honest, continually feeling the need to check if I needed to apologise. That's what it felt like. Do I need to apologise for anything? And a quick, quick panic of, should I? Well, I'll just apologise anyway, and then it's, and then it's done. Um, and it's interesting, um, because if I stop and think about it and go, imagine if other relationships weren't like that. We're talking about a relationship with God, and we're talking about pursuing a relationship with God and, and committing to follow him and do what he wants us to do and, and be with him in the way we do life. But we can sometimes feel like, is there anything I need to apologise for? And if other relationships work like that, we would all turn around and go, I think you need to get out of that relationship. That seems a bit controlling or it seems a bit strange that you're constantly worried that you might have done something wrong. Um, and I mean, sometimes I'll, I'll kind of, in my relationship with Han, I'll sit there and go, have I done something wrong? <laughs> Quickly, have I? Um, and often somewhere inadvertently I have. I've either cleared my throat in a strange way and, and made what Han describes as a horse noise and she's really, she's really angry about it. Or I've tapped along to a song and she's felt annoyed that I'm tapping. No, it's just at a certain point. It's just at a certain point. So, yes, yeah, sometimes there are times where I do think, do I need to apologise for something? Um, but actually, no, in a relationship, if you were constantly feeling like you needed to check whether you'd done anything wrong and you were, needing, you were saying sorry just to cover your tracks, it's not a positive relationship. 
And do you know what? As I've looked at it, God's not demanding that, that kind of approach from you. But somewhere along the way, in the kind of things that we've picked up in this journey of pursuing God, sometimes we've felt that that is the standard. There is a standard that needs to be, uh, needs to be reached and met in order for you to be accepted. And this whole concept of repenting and kind of continually repenting or, or recommitting your life at kind of um, regular occasions is, is sometimes just this pressure that, that can actually feel like it's a heavy weight for us to carry. And for years, that term repentance for me was just synonymous with apologising. Whenever I thought about the need to repent, I felt like it was about me needing to apologise. And I remember when I was leading, um, I led Alpha for seven years. Uh, me and Han led uh, the, the course um, at the last church we were at. And we led it for seven years. And over that time, we met so many people and some amazing people who were all just on this journey of trying to work out, could faith in God be something that resonates with me and could it make a difference to my life? People asking brilliant questions, but wondering about it. And I remember getting quite frustrated at times with, with the notes that I was having to communicate and the way I was having to talk about stuff. This, this kind of, there, there wasn't a heavy emphasis. It was always an acknowledgement of the need. If you want to be in a relationship with God, you want to be committed to God, there was this moment where you had to repent and ask for forgiveness and then have faith. And I remember sometimes meeting some people thinking, these are wonderful, wonderful human beings. Um, and I felt like the only tactic, the only strategy that there was within, within the course at the time was for them to become Christians or them to um, be able to pursue a relationship with God. They had to work out what they needed to apologise for. Or they needed to feel bad enough about something in their lives that they wanted to stop and say, OK, well, I need to not do that anymore. Because for me, repentance was about this, this moment of change and this decision where you say sorry and now you've unlocked the opportunity to have a relationship with God. And I remember looking at some of these people thinking, man, these people are way better humans than a lot of the Christians I know. Whereas they're, and I'm having to almost kind of coach them and have a conversation with them about what they might need to apologise for. Or, or we just go, well, it, you, you've been living life your own way, now you need to follow God's way. I sometimes look at it and go, they're, they're pretty much following God's way already. So this, this kind of tipping point, this moment, sometimes we call it a gateway moment, where they can become a Christian by saying that by doing this act and doing this right thing, um, I struggled with it. And I thought, actually, how do I manage this with people who actually appear to already be thriving and running forward with the way God wants human beings to be? Actually, they just need to, like, their, their point of change will be, actually, they're just going to put God in the mix. Whereas the word repentance didn't really seem to acknowledge that it seemed to be no it's got to be a, a clear decision and a, a moment where everything changes and that struggle I think for me with feeling like that led me to dig a bit deeper into this whole idea and what I found was that repentance wasn't really about saying sorry it's not really about saying sorry that can be part of it 
depending on how your life has gone and what you've been up to, maybe there are things that, is, that, that you need to stop and say sorry for. But actually, it's not all about saying sorry. The act of repentance is actually about choosing to change direction. It's about choosing to think differently. It's about gaining a new understanding. And, and that is, that's sometimes the thing that's slightly lost with this term. It can feel like a heavy term that's weighted as this, you have to do this in order to access this. But actually, it's, it's quite different from this kind of heavy single moment act that needs to happen. And as a result, I, I suppose where I landed was this process of repentance is, is much more than a single action in a moment. It's about uh, a journey and a process forward. And I think one of the reasons I used to feel like that about repentance was because of the sinner's prayer, which, by the way, doesn't feature in the Bible. Bombshell moment. People thought it might have just been lifted out. The sinner's prayer doesn't feature as, as a thing in the Bible that you have to say in order to have a relationship with God. It's been created as a way of enabling people to have words to explain what's going on in a moment. So it's not a bad thing, but it's not the thing that you... I remember thinking for years that you, you weren't a Christian unless you'd prayed the prayer. And then sometimes going to different churches, so I was like, their prayer's different from that one. Which one's right? Which one? And the, the essence, obviously, was there. But, but when you make it this thing of, well, you have to say this, and then that's the point of transformation... Um, that, you, that when you're ready to become a Christian, you wait and then you say the prayer and then that's it and then now everything's changed. Actually, it's not a single moment. Repentance isn't this single act. It's actually something that is the beginning of a process moving forward. Um, and actually, the sinner's prayer had become this instant moment where everything was meant to change, but it's more of a process. It's not just a box that is ticked by they've now said the prayer so now they're in because the fact is people can say words and it make no actual difference to their lives what repentance is about is a process that begins to change things um, for you in the way that you you think and the way that you act um, and when you repent, it's about thinking, it's about self-reflection, it's about, it's about beginning to think differently and move in a new direction, recognising things that need to change and then doing something about it. And the reality is, you talk about all of that stuff, that's not a quick thing to do, is it? This is actually a process that, that could be... Uh, it could quite, take quite a lot of time. It could be a long process. Getting round to implementing these new ideas um, and these new actions might be quite a long process for different people. And I think for me, when I look at examples of people that I've seen begin to um, find a connection with God, sometimes it's the most subtle thing. And sometimes it's a process that begins to, um, to just become more real and more apparent um, to uh, two people and as a result I've seen people almost blend into a relationship with God rather than having this moment where they're wondering they're wondering they're wondering they're wondering pray the prayer and then they're in and that's sometimes what we've reduced repentance to be it's this moment 
where it changes. And for some of us, we need that. We need a moment where we decide to do something differently. We need a moment where, actually, I'm putting a marker in the, in the ground. This is where everything changes from. Some of us need that. So we're not saying, like, this is wrong. But it's about releasing the kind of heaviness and the kind of um, intensity off that moment and saying, for some of us, it might look a bit different. And I suppose one of the interesting discoveries that I've made recently as I've looked at this kind of stuff is that in some ways what's happened for me is I've continued that process of what those values of repentance in the way that I've looked at stuff. I've continued that process by thinking differently and have ultimately found the need to turn in a new direction. Bizarrely, away from some of the things that I may have been taught or picked up on my journey of pursuing God. Maybe I've looked at it now and gone, that doesn't really resonate with me. That doesn't sit right. But actually, do you know what? I've altered, I've, I've reoriented myself in, a, in another direction, which has meant that I can find God in a new way and in a, in a, a way that, that resonates more with me. And it's turned me in a new direction, still moving towards God, but being prepared to challenge and change the way that I saw things. I want to read um, some extracts um, uh, out of this book. Um, there's a, a section that I read the other day, and um, it talked about, it t- it's talking about how um, sometimes the way Christianity or a relationship with God is presented, when it doesn't resonate with you, what are you actually looking for? And the idea that you're moving in a different direction, sometimes it's hard to put words into, but I read this um, and I wanted to read it as, as part of what I was talking about today. And this is what it says. Um, and it's talking about contrasting kind of one way of thinking and another way of thinking to do with God. It says this, I don't need an evacuation plan gospel that tells me this world is hopelessly sinking. So I should give up on it and jump into the lifeboat bound for heaven. Instead, I need a transformation plan gospel. The kind that inspired our ancestors stuck in their own existential threats to seek a way when no way was visible. I don't need the Bible as an inerrant revelation of simplistic answers so I can live in blissful denial about life's complexity and perplexity. Instead, I need it as a library of questions and arguments among communities of people who sought a better way of living in harmony with themselves, one another, the earth and God. I don't need a comforting spirituality as a tranquilizer to calm my imagination and soothe me into compliant complacency. I need a spirituality that is rich soil in which I can plant new seeds of contemplation from which wise creative action will arise. I don't need the church as a warehouse that seeks to contain me and entertain me until I can be shipped to my final destination. Instead, I need a community of spiritual activists who share a vision of bold exodus from systems of oppression, a wilderness journey towards a better day when we will turn swords and guns into garden tools and musical instruments. I don't need prayers that assure me that the future is predetermined. God is in control and God will fix everything if I keep my head down and stay out of trouble. Instead, I need prayers that transform me and my companions into spiritual revolutionaries who create good trouble, building a new world, one brick and garden at a time, in the ruins of this old world that is rapidly falling apart around us. 
I don't need a Jesus whose job is to police the gates of heaven, keeping out all who don't hold the correct beliefs. But I do need the Jesus whose life and message bring unique treasures to earth, treasures that I can share with people of every religion and no religion, just as I remain open to the unique treasures they offer me. And I think when I read that, I loved the fact that it, it, it gave language to wonderings and feelings and thoughts that I'd had in my head. And it might be for you that you're not in that place where you're sat there going, oh, I, I, I want to be able to look at things differently. You might be really happy and content with where you are, and that's absolutely fine. Because at the end of the day, living in, in harmony with each other is not trying to tell everyone else that they're wrong and you're right. It's being respectful of other, per- other people's beliefs. But for me, I found this journey of, um, of reorienting my life um, to be a really interesting one. And do you know what I've discovered is that if we live a life that treats God like he's the destination, he's the end goal, um, then what happens is we spend most of our life fearing that we might have veered off track. Have you ever heard people talk about that analogy of a ship when a ship is, is being navigated through a sea? If the captain's uh, measurements are one degree off, in the initial journey, it makes virtually no difference. But um, 20, 30, 40 miles down the way, that difference between where you, the track you should be on and the track that you, that you currently are on is massive. And I've heard people talk about that as far as, oh, spiritually, we need to make sure that we're not on the wrong track. Now, to me, what I found is, if, you, if you're thinking that everything is about getting to this final destination, that, that God is, is the thing we're trying to find, that thinking works. But the fact is, we read through the life of Jesus, we read in stories of the Bible, that, that we're not trying to find God, we found God. And actually, it's not about this destination we're trying to get to, it's about the journey that we're on. And that we're not trying to find God because God is with us, he's here with you now. If you've chosen to have a relationship with him and connect with him, then it's about you doing life with him now rather than, oh, one day I could get to find him. This is the difference in in thinking. And the problem is when you're fixed on, I need to make sure I do the right thing so that eventually I can find God, then you will spend your whole life worrying, have I done enough? Am I going, am I one degree off? Have I, am I been decepted by different things or wondering? Actually, no, do you know what? If God is with you and is, is your guide, is your navigator, then it might be that the trajectory you go on changes from where it was. You might start thinking differently. You might meet people that really um, in, uh, kind of um, make your heart leap and you want to be able to help them and support them. And it requires you to change path and where you're going. We're not necessarily talking that, that uh, when we talk about repentance, we often think about those stories where someone's life is spiralling out of control and they are, they are on a road to destruction. So they repent of the way they're doing their life and they do a 180 degree turn and go in the opposite direction back towards God. That's often what we think about when we talk about repentance. But the reality is, I would say for me, what I've done is reoriented my life and I'm going in a different direction to where I was because I'm thinking differently and, and I'm passionate about God in a new way and in a different way and I'm, the world's been opened up to me in, in, in a different thing. It might just be a simple readjustment. I'm still going towards God, but because he's not this one GPS location, he's actually just there 
and he's with you, I'm not, I'm not going to miss him by just following his guidance and going with him on this journey. And often it, we, it's quite a common kind of term used in, in social science nowadays, but we can talk about if we're fixated on everything being a destination, then we forget to enjoy the journey. And actually the whole of this life is about the journey. And, and we, when you choose to pursue a relationship with God and have that connection with God, we have the opportunity to do that life, do that journey with him, being guided by him. And do you know what? He will move us all in different places, different trajectories, because there's so many opportunities for us to be able to do different things that will make us come alive, but also impact the lives of other people. So two things um, I want to just leave you with today. Firstly, shake off the need to keep apologising in order to be accepted by God. If that's what repentance has always meant to you, let's shake that off today and say, do you know what, you, you are okay, you are enough. Yeah, if there's things going wrong in your life and you're, you're caught up in some stuff that you know is destructive and negative, then let's be self-reflective enough to address that, talk to God about it and act on it in a positive way. We're not saying we're all perfect. So if there are things you can work on, get on and do that. Um, but don't feel that you need to keep apologising to stay on this narrow path, this tightrope that you're desperately trying to stay on in order to not, uh, in order to still be accepted by God and, and to be allowed in. And the second thing is remember that this is a process and it can keep going. Keep thinking, keep learning and challenging yourself. Don't be afraid to move away from old ways of thinking and move into a new direction. So... Hopefully that makes sense. Uh, let's pray to finish. Father God, um, pray that you would um, just be with us as we, as we mull over this stuff. Because the reality is, God, this looks different for every single person in the room. Um, and I pray as each of us go away and, and maybe ponder um, where we're at, the direction we're going, uh, what we think and what we feel. Maybe some of us need freeing, God, from, um, from ways of thinking that, that make us feel like we might miss it or we might not be good enough, or we might um, not be, be doing all of the right things. God, I pray that you would be with us as we ask those questions, and that you'd help us to see that, that you're most interested in being with us on that journey, uh, and that the destinations might end up looking different for each of us, but God, um, this is about enjoying uh, a relationship with you. Um, and God, Jesus talks about how the kingdom of heaven is here now, it's, now, it's here now for us to, to live out. And I pray that as we draw closer to you, you'll help us work out how can we do that effectively in the places that we find ourselves. Bring you into the mix um, and um, just represent you as best as we can, uh, being the kind of person that you want us to be. So help us, God, as we try and put this stuff into action. Amen. <laughs>